Spring is in the air and people are excited to look forward to what their post-secondary plans are. We're getting lots of questions around when should I be planning my gap year? And this episode will dive into all of the advantages of doing it early or the advantages of doing it a little bit later. Now, if you are committed to a gap year, you need to check out the gap year game plan, which will guide you in that gap year planning process. We have a huge bonus of four weeks of live support to get you planned all set for your gap year. So if you are committed, check that out. All of the details are in the show notes. But for now, take a listen. Welcome to the Gap Year Podcast, where we explore the who, what, where, when and why of gap years. It's real people sharing their stories, ideas, and experts diving deep into how you can make the right decisions in order to have a meaningful gap year. This is the place to be no matter where you are on your gap year journey. I'm Michelle Dittmer, your resident gap year expert. Let's jump right in. Welcome to the Gap Year Podcast. My name is Michelle Dittmer and I am your host and Gap Year expert. Today we're going to be talking everything about planning a gap year. One of the most common questions I get is, is it too early to plan my gap year? Or I also get, is it too late to plan my gap year? So let's get to the bottom of this and let's talk about when you should start planning for your gap year. Now, the broad sweeping reality is that it's never too early to start thinking about your gap year. And the flip side of that is that it's also never too late to start planning. So really, there's a couple schools of thought when it comes to when you should be planning your gap year. But what I really want you to know is that no matter where you are right now, you can be planning at this moment. So whether you are planning early or planning late, know that there is an opportunity for you to still plan. But let's talk about what the advantages are of doing it earlier and what the advantages are of doing it a little bit later. So usually when I'm talking about this, I talk about planning in the springtime as being the early planning. And then we've got the later planning that happens in the summer and the fall. And then we've got the, um, oh my goodness, planning that happens in the late fall or in the winter. So we'll go through all of those three and talk about what some of the advantages or strategies are for each of those periods. Now, when it comes to planning in the springtime, this is for a lot of people a really ideal time to plan. Um, And there's many reasons for it. I'm going to talk about one of the biggest reasons that I encourage folks to plan in the springtime, and that is to be part of conversations about post-secondary. So when you're in your grade 12 year and you're graduating, you've got all sorts of exciting things happening, and there is a buzz about conversations around where are people going next year? What are they doing? What program? What school? Who got accepted where? And that's a really exciting conversation to be part of. And sometimes as a GAP student, if you don't have anything to say in those conversations, that can feel really isolating and that can feel like you're doing something wrong or you've made a bad decision because you can't contribute to those conversations because 
simply saying, I'm taking a gap year, that leads to questions of, well, what are you going to do during that time? And if you don't have anything to share in that conversation, it can, the, the conversation can end there. So we really want you to be part of that experience and have fun things to share. So it doesn't have to be anything super, super concrete, but it is really, really helpful to have some things that you can talk about. So when, when your friends are saying, I'm going off to Concordia, or I'm heading to uh, UNB, or I'm heading to Dalhousie, um, you can step in and say, oh, that's amazing, congrats. You know what I'm doing? I'm starting this really cool internship with this organization in South Africa, and it's gonna be amazing. And you can see how that conversation is very, very different than just saying, I don't know what I'm doing in September. So having something concrete that you've talked about and planned out in the spring can really keep you involved and part of those conversations and keep you confident that you've made a good decision because you have um, for taking a gap year and you can still be part of those conversations and people will understand a little bit more your thought process. Instead of having to justify it, you have some sort of plan for the fall. So that's my number one recommendation for planning in the springtime. And that's why we always open up the gap year game plan in the spring for a cohort of people who want to come in and get that support to plan that out. So they do have the language and they do have the ideas to be part of those conversations. So that's one advantage for planning in the springtime. There are also some gap year programs or some youth programs that are opening their registration in the spring and that closes at some point. They, they have set their group of young people, their group of youth that are going to be participating in that program and sometimes those close dates happen in the spring or in the summer. And so if we hold off on planning, we miss some of those opportunities. So that comes to some of the popular programs that exist out there. It also comes to some of the um, government subsidized programs that exist out there. Uh, and so those can be really hot ticket items because they are really financially accessible and they really for diverse individuals to participate in. So it's really interesting um, that some of those have earlier close dates for their applications. So by planning earlier, you can get your name on those lists and get into those programs. And if you change your mind, you can still back out at a later date, but at least you got in uh, before you had to be waitlisted. So I think that's an important thing to know about planning in the springtime. Also, if you are in a situation of financial need where you're going to be tapping into some organizations, uh, bursaries or scholarships, these things often have earlier deadlines or they have a certain amount of funds that they are able to offer to students and those funds may dry up. They may be claimed by other students who have applied earlier on. So if you are looking to get those scholarships, that financial aid, planning early earlier can get you access to more funding. So keep that in mind as you're thinking about your planning process. Um, and so, so there's there's a couple of reasons why that springtime is such a, an important time to consider planning your gap year. Now I get it, there are other advantages to waiting. Maybe you haven't fully committed or decided that a gap year is the right thing for you. So you can't wholeheartedly invest yourself in that process. Um, so you're still kind of deciding and, and the spring is just too early for you to commit to anything. 
fair enough. You're not going to be too much disadvantaged by holding on and waiting until the summer or the fall. Um, It gives you, waiting gives you time to focus on the things that are happening right now because we know that there are still exams and final grades to be worried about and all of the other components of graduating. So whether that is a virtual prom or graduation or finishing up all of those other projects and finishing out your high school career with a bang, there's lots of other things that are happening in your life that might just be taking up that mental space. And you won't be able to dedicate the time and the thought that you would like to your gap year planning process because you want to focus on those other things. And that is just fine. So that's an advantage for waiting is that you do get that space to finish up all of those high school things with full intention and your full attention as well. You can also, if you're going to be waiting on what all of your post-secondary options are, maybe you haven't heard from a school of your choice, or maybe um, it is contingent on your grades. There are lots of reasons why you might be holding off because you don't know if you're going to be taking a gap year, or you don't know if it is possible to defer your acceptance. All of these things, when it comes to factoring all the bits of information into what your post-secondary plans are, they do play, they do play a factor. So an advantage of waiting is waiting to see what all your post-secondary options are. Now, this year, I think, is also an exceptional year because of the status of the global pandemic that we're in. Things are changing so quickly. We get these waves where we feel really positive and things are going to open up again. And then we hear these stories of these new variants that are that are coming. We get an idea that uh, we might be able to travel and now our borders are shutting down to inbound travelers. We're, we're on a little bit of a roller coaster and we don't know which direction that the pandemic is going to go. And that might be a factor for you. You don't want to commit to anything until you know with a little more certainty, we're probably never going to get to full certainty, but with a little more certainty, what the world is going to look like and what options are available based on pandemic restrictions. Um, You might be waiting to find out if your school is going to be in person or online. That might be a determining factor. Maybe a determining factor is going to be whether you can travel or not, whether you can travel internationally, whether you can travel domestically. Those are all things that you might be waiting on before you want to commit to planning your gap year. So I think those are kind of the advantages for waiting until the summer or the fall to plan your gap year. Now, For some people, I often get panicked calls in October, November, or all the way through to January saying, I'm on a gap year and I and I haven't planned and I don't feel good about it. I'm I'm just sitting on the couch right now. And if you're listening to this later on and that's you, it's okay. There are still programs that are out there that are accepting folks, maybe for uh, a spring program or maybe um maybe they have a 
rolling opening where they have programs starting every week or every month. So no matter where you are on that spectrum, even if it is in the later half of your year, it's better late than never. So please, and we can help you in that planning process no matter where you are. So if you are planning well in advance, we've got lots of tools uh, that are there set up in the month of May and June to get you started. Or if you're coming to us later on, we have lots of resources for you there. So make sure you are checking out the CanGap website. Uh, CanGap.ca slash game plan will give you an idea of when the entry points are for our particular program. Now, if I can give you some overall recommendations when it comes to planning, um, as early as possible, as early as you are capable, you want to be doing a little bit of research. You want to see what opportunities are out there and you want to get a sense of when those deadlines might be. So some folks come to me in grade nine or 10 saying, is it too early? And the answer is it's too early to commit, but it's not too early to be doing that research and have that file or have that list of bookmarks there and ready to go so that you know when you need to be making some decisions by. So check that out as soon as you're ready, but you don't have to commit right away. So as soon as you're ready, start doing that research in terms of what opportunities exist and what potential deadlines are for getting into different programs or signing up for different initiatives. Just make sure that you have that on your radar. Now, if you do come across something at any point on your planning journey where a deadline has passed, definitely reach out anyways. Put in that you are interested in this particular opportunity because there are all sorts of things that happen behind the scenes. It is very difficult to update a website to indicate that we have one spot available or we have two spots available. So make sure you're reaching out even if a deadline has passed or even if it says that the program is full and inquire, is there a waiting list or has there been any cancellations that you could fill in or do you have any new programs open? Opening soon. Because if you can get yourself on that organization or that opportunity's radar, if something does come available, then you are front of the line, ready and willing and able to fill that spot for them. So if something has passed, don't lose hope. Get yourself on that list. Um, but don't, again, put all your eggs in one basket and commit to that. Just know that you are on a wait list or in, the, in waiting to get into that program. Another thing you should be keeping your eye on is understanding cancellation and refund policies. So one of the disadvantages to planning early is that folks are going to ask for a deposit of some kind or some sort of commitment on your part so that you can reserve your spot if you're doing something formal. And that can be a, a challenge if, if plans are changing or COVID throws us some sort of curveball. So we need to really make sure that when we are looking at different programs and opportunities that are out there that we're checking on what the cancellation and refund policies are. A lot of organizations have adapted this to be quite flexible due to COVID because they know the stresses and pressures and the flexibility that's required when it comes to being in a global pandemic situation. So make sure you're keeping a, a, maybe a column in your spreadsheet or a page in your notebook or however you're keeping track of this on what the cancellation policy is because that may determine if you're going to commit or not to a particular organization. Uh, there are also lots of things that, that exist on a rolling registration 
uh, model, which means that they have programs that begin every week or every month. And knowing what those are is really, really helpful to have just a list of those because if your plans do change at the last minute, it's nice to have a backup list of programs that you know that you can reach out to and with pretty good certainty get in and experience something. We don't want to be in a situation where we have set ourselves up for only one path. And if that path falls through, we've got nothing left to do. So making sure that you have some sort of list for all of those programs that have rolling registration can just keep something, a little bit of security in your back pocket that that is there and that exists. And it's something that you can um, pull out whenever you need it. So when I talk to people about planning their gap year, um, my number one tip is make sure you have something in place for September, whatever that looks like, because we need to make sure that you are going to feel confident about your decisions. We need to make sure that you are going to be able to hit the ground running. And year for the last 14 years of your life, September has been like your New Year's. It's been starting something fresh, doing something exciting, and getting into a new routine. So keeping that up will keep you motivated and keep you able to continue moving yourself forward. So have some in plan uh, in place for September. Now, this doesn't have to be like a full semester program that you need to be in. Maybe it is a weekend retreat at a cottage. Maybe it is joining us at Gap Year Frosh Week. Maybe it is um, visiting your grandma in Ottawa. Whatever that is in September, having something concrete to mark that transition into a new year and a new experience is going to be really helpful for you. Now, in a pandemic situation, I actually don't change my recommendations on how far out you should be planning at all. I've always recommended that you should be planning as concretely as you can uh, for the first three months of your gap year. So if you're starting your gap year in September, September, October, November, have something on on the books written in pen for those those months. That is really, really helpful. And then looking at the following three months after that, you want to be planning loosely, having a good idea of what you want to be doing, but not necessarily committing, unless you have to, uh, to what that might look like. So just having an idea, having a pretty solid plan in place, but nothing is completely cast in stone. And then beyond those six months, looking into the next nine month frame, you really have to dream, especially this year with the pandemic. We don't know what next spring is going to look like. That's just important possible at this stage. Uh, So just dreaming about what that could be and having multiple options. Kind of your plan A, B, and C should still be in existence for the 9 to 12 month mark out there. Um, But having something just in in your mind to know what you're hopefully heading for is a great way to definitely do that. Now, the reason why I don't recommend planning your full year all at the very beginning, um, which is there's a certain personality that would love to do that. And and I classify myself in that is having a plan is so great and so 
um, so reassuring to us that we know what we're doing and know where we're going. So there's some people that can fly by the seat of their pants and love the spontaneity. And then there's others of us, and I will include myself here, that like that, that, that plan. Um, but I discourage people from putting 12 months of activities onto a calendar, all deposited, all organized, because on a gap year, you're going to learn so much about yourself on this journey that you may switch your plans as you go. And if you have been locked into something, then you might not be able to get out of it. It might be a financial loss to you. It might be uh, bruising a relationship that you were hoping to have. Um, let me give you an example. The example I talk about when talking about planning long term is uh, somebody who thinks they want to be a teacher. And so they set up their entire year based around different teaching experiences and they've got something happening locally and then they're going to go teach abroad and then they're going to um, get their English as a second language and they've got a job lined up in Japan to go teach English there. They've got this whole year's worth all planned out and they feel really good about it. But in September, they start their very first maybe volunteer placement that they're at and they realize that they actually hate teaching. And they, the kids just drive them nuts. They don't like the marking. They didn't realize how much classroom management there was. And it's just not a good fit for them. And after realizing that, now they've got another 10 months of experiences all set up and committed to in a field that they realized wasn't for them. So there's nothing wrong with that per se, but you can save yourself a lot of heartache and maybe a financial, uh, all of the deposits for the different programs by planning a little bit in shorter windows that allow that flexibility as you discover, yes, I like this, or no, I don't like this, or I want more of this or less of this. It allows you that flexibility to shift and adapt your plans as you move yourself forward. So um Plan concretely for the first three months, plan loosely for the next three months, and then dream about the time beyond those first six months. And that's a pretty, pretty good um, recommendation for you to plan your year. So the reason why I want to talk about this is because we have such a great opportunity to support young people on their gap year and the community is called the gap year game plan and we have intakes that happen throughout the year around this cycle. So we have a cohort opening in the month of May that would bring folks in and because they enter in the springtime they get four weeks of a bonus live gap year planning component that will help them to put that plan in in place for September so that they can be part of those conversations in June. They can be excited to be celebrated for their gap year and come September they already know what they're doing. They're not starting that planning process. So we are opening that up in May and I think it's really important that if you are committed to a gap year that you definitely check that out. So you can head to cangap.ca slash game plan to see if you think that's a good fit for you. We will be closing the doors um, mid-May to make sure we get everybody in and we won't be reopening them until the summer. So if you think the springtime is the right time for you, please get in now. Uh, otherwise, you're going to have to be waiting until we reopen registration, uh, not until the summer. 
Now, if you're not sure if the game plans for you, I would encourage you to um, attend one of our Explore, Dream, and Design Your Gap Year workshops. This is a blitz on the top four secrets to planning a good gap year. So if you need some inspiration, if you need some guidance, that's a really, really great place to start. And we have those happening about every two months. So you can head to cangap.ca slash online workshop and get access to our upcoming uh, workshops that are happening online. So lots of really great resources out there for planning your gap year. No matter what time of year you are starting the process, whatever is right for you is going to be right for you. And we will support you on that journey no matter where that is. So if the spring version of the game plan is for you, if one of the workshops works for you, whatever it happens to be, we will be there to support you on this journey because the planning component really can set you up for such great success on your gap year. So my friends, that's all I've got for you today. And until next time, keep on adventuring.